Hello and welcome into the post game podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. In this week's episode, I will be going over some news and also I'm going to be talking about a new segment that I'm going to start doing this week and it's called What Would You Do? So be sure to stay tuned and let's get right into it. Welcome back. I am your host, Cody Barnes. Like I said in the intro, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Post Game Podcast. Um, this week, I'm going to be kind of just, like I said, going over some news and notes and then also doing a segment um, that I titled, What Would You Do? Um, and you'll you'll see what it is and you know I'll, I'll describe a little bit more whenever we get into it about what it is. Um, but let's go ahead and start in the news, and let's start with the big trade that happened this week. Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick that could convey into a first round if Carson Wentz, and this was kind of strange, um, but how it would convey is if his playing time is at or above 75% next season um, or... I believe it's if Wentz plays at least 70% of the snaps and the Colts go to the playoffs, then that second-round pick next year turns into a first-round pick next year. Um, it's a little bit weird. I, I don't. I, I guess I understand just because of the fact that Carson Wentz hasn't really played a whole lot over the past couple of years. Um, but I'll kind of just give you my thoughts on it um, real quick. And I... When I think about it, I think Carson Wentz going to the Colts is a win. Um, one of the things that I said last week uh, whenever we were doing the mock draft is it doesn't matter to me who goes to the Colts. I think it's going to be a win. Um, it could have been rookie Mac Jones. It could have been anybody else. And I think that the Colts still would have at least gone 9-7, and seven, if not better. Um and I think with the addition of Carson Wentz, I think this team could easily go 11-5, and 12-4, and four, something around that. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who just don't believe in Carson Wentz. Um, and obviously, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> but some people just, uh, they have a hard time with Carson Wentz and, and really believing that he could still be good. Um, I don't. I think, honestly, with the change of scenery for him and... Uh, his head coach being the guy who ran the offense whenever he was on his MVP-type caliber season uh, in 2017 is now his head coach, and he'll be calling the plays and all that. And so I think that reunion is going to be really good. Some of the stuff that people have been saying about Carson Wentz is like he wasn't a leader. He wasn't like he was a locker room uh forgot exactly what the term was that people use but basically he wasn't good in the locker room um and I completely disagree with that and I think that this week with him coming out and other players showing like the love for him being there like with Darius Leonard tweeting out and like Kenny Moore facetiming him and, and a bunch of other players being texted by Carson Wentz and um I just I think that him going to the Colts is going to be huge for his career and also for the Colts. <clears throat> I also, um, th there were some Eagles fans that I saw that they were just super upset about it, but then they're also the type of people who were upset that Carson Wentz was still even on the team. 
um, which I don't understand that, but I think that this is the best thing that you could have possibly gotten. And look, if if he's the quarterback that you think that he that he was this past like two years, actually, I'll just say this past year, because the year before he really wasn't even that bad. He was okay, but you know, dealing with injuries and stuff, it's a little bit difficult. But <clears throat> I, I think if if he's the player that you think that he is, or the player that you thought that he was from like this past year, then you know you get a third round pick this year and a second round pick next year. And if he's a player that you thought was done, um, guess what? You get a first round pick next year. So I. I just think that this is the best thing that the Eagles could have gotten, and you just kind of have to suck it up, and you got to deal with it. Carson Wentz, I think, is is going to be a very good quarterback next year for the Colts, and I think the Colts are going to easily make the playoffs. I think they will win their division. Um, I don't think they have a whole lot of competition. The biggest competition they have is the Titans, and until the Titans get a defense uh I think this is the Colts division like hands down great O-line great running back group pretty solid receiver group pretty solid tight end group and great defense um I I think that this Colts team could easily be like I I think at the minimum that they could go next year is 10 and 6 and I think that the best that they could do is probably 13 and 3 14 and 2 and that's kind of a crazy thing to think but you think about it this past year they either went I think it was 10 and 6 um they went 10 and 6 with Philip Rivers who can't throw the ball deep and who's immobile who couldn't avoid any pressure even though the offensive line really I mean this was like the least that Philip Rivers has been sacked or even pressured in like his entire career but I mean you add a younger quarterback who's more mobile, who has a bigger arm, who at one point was in the MVP discussion three, four years ago, three years ago. And it just blows my mind that people think that he's just done. Um, I don't I don't think he's done. I think he'll do great. Um, and I think the Colts really won the trade. But also, I don't think the Eagles lost it. I think that they got what they could, and they just kind of had to deal with it. Nobody really wanted the contract of Carson Wentz, and nobody wanted to bet on the on on Carson Wentz getting back to that MVP MVP caliber type of season. Uh, besides the Colts, <clears throat> but that's it for Carson Wentz. Now, the next thing that I wanted to talk about—it's not really being talked about a whole lot in the news, but I think it's pretty interesting. Um, So I saw something about the New Orleans Saints and their cap situation that they're currently under. They are currently over the cap by $65 million, and that's with Drew Brees turning his $20-plus million contract into a one-point-whatever, like the veteran minimum contract. Um, So they are over the cap by $65 million. And the problem with that is that they have to cut some players. And the players that are currently being looked at as possibly being cut are um, Marshawn Lattimore, all-pro corner, Ryan Ramchek, 
I, I don't believe he was an all-pro right tackle, but he's been in the Pro Bowl for being a right tackle. Quan Alexander, solid, I think, Pro Bowl off or outside linebacker. And then on top of that, they'll probably have to cut a couple of other players. Um, Andrews Pete is one um, that's possible. Um, there's also Emmanuel Sanders, which I feel like he's going to end up getting cut. Um, Malcolm Brown, um, Daniel Onyemata. I mean, you got a bunch of players here um, that, honestly, you're going to have to cut someone. Um, another possibility is Teron uh, Armstead. Um, I just, I think with the Saints currently, they are a little bit screwed because of how much they pay players and they backload contracts and they, they don't pay attention to a point. I mean, I know they were trying to just go for broke, um, but I, I just think that maybe they didn't think through all of this stuff. Um, and, you know, I guess we'll see what happens with them. But at the current moment, they are, they are in, a, in between a hard place and a rock. Uh, or rock in a hard place. I forget exactly how the saying goes. But either way, they, they're going to have some tough decisions to make. Or they're going to have to pay a ton of money. Which I think they'll probably just have to make some tough decisions. Um, the next part of the news is apparently Von Miller... Uh, is more than likely going to have his team option declined by the Broncos, and that will make him an unrestricted free agent. Um, Some possible landing spots for him are the Los Angeles Chargers, the Buffalo Bills, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, Personally, as a Chargers fan, I'd love him to be on the opposite side of Joey Bosa. That'd be phenomenal. I mean, that would be ridiculous edge pressure um, with Joey Bosa and Von Miller. Um, I don't know if it'll happen, but with the increase of cap, that kind of would help us out. Apparently, his uh, likely contract that he is going to be looking for is three years, $30 million. So it's only $10 million per year, um, which is really nice. Um, and that'd be really nice for the Chargers to do because then you get – an all-pro uh, outside linebacker uh, that can help Joey Bosa and create some extra pressure. That'd be huge. Um, with the Bills, I think the Bills just need defense and edge pressure. Um, and the same can be said for the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the Titans. I think they were all missing that this year, um, especially like the Seahawks and the Cardinals. The Titans tried to do that with Jadeveon Clowney and it just didn't work out. So you got to just move on. Um, so I, I think, I mean, personally, I would really love the Chargers. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, I really think that it could, but um, we'll see. Von Miller is a pretty intriguing name for uh, free agency. So didn't think that we get J.J. Watt and Von Miller. So that's that's pretty crazy for free agency, at least. Um, next part of news is Dak Prescott. Uh, he may just take the franchise tag and go into free agency next year as an unrestricted free agent. So if he if he tries to go anywhere this year, the uh, the Cowboys, they they can just franchise tag him and he can't say anything about it. He just has to play under the franchise tag. But the next year, he'd be able to go into free agency. He can't get franchise tag, can't get tradi- 
transition tag, can't get anything. Um, and I think if he does get franchise tag this year, he's just going to walk next year. I don't think he's going to try to resign with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are just going to miss out on Dak Prescott just honestly being a really, really, really solid quarterback, top 10 type quarterback. Um, and I would love to see him just not play for the Cowboys next year. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, I thought that one was pretty interesting. Um, another big quarterback name is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, if anybody listening has not heard or seen what the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers said, he basically said, um, we love Ben Roethlisberger. We love how much he's given to our team, but we also need to look at our team and see who's going to give us the best opportunity to win. And uh, we want to give ourselves the best opportunity and Ben the best opportunity. And um, I, I personally, I don't think that the Steelers should keep Ben Roethlisberger, but, you know, you have a dude who's he's a legitimate legend with the Steelers organization, so it's kind of hard to just cut and move on. Um, there were talks of if he does get cut, who do they go with? Do they just rock with Dwayne Haskins maybe for a year and see how that goes and Mason Rudolph? And But I don't think anybody wants to see Mason Rudolph throw a football anymore. So um, I, I think if they could, I would say um, – cut Ben Roethlisberger, see what you got in Dwayne Haskins. Um, and if that doesn't turn out, guess what? You get a high first-round pick next year, and you can draft a good quarterback, and that will be your future. Um, but we'll see. I don't think that that will happen. I think they'll probably just keep Ben and just try to play next year, and then hopefully he retires next year. Um But then the last part of the news before we get into the new segment is – uh, currently, it seems like Deshaun Watson's biggest possibility of being traded is to Denver. Um, and I had said before how I think Denver Denver would be a really good team. Um, and I still think that. But with uh, with Vaughn Miller more than likely having his team option declined, I don't love it because then that decreases the value of the defense. But hey, if you can trade for Deshaun Watson... I, I'd say do it. There's only like a handful of teams that I say don't do it. Um, but I, I think if you can, trade for Deshaun Watson and move on from Drew Locke. But we'll we'll get into that uh, in this next segment. So um, with this segment, it's called What Would You Do? So basically what I'm doing is I am starting with the AFC West. And I'm starting with certain divisions and I'm going through each team and saying like, hey, this is what I think you should do uh, for this offseason. Um, so it will take a little bit of time to get through them all. Um, and maybe by the time we get to some teams, uh, free agency will be done, the draft and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I did kind of want to hit some of the ones that I really think uh, have some have some big things to look at. And I thought the AFC West is a big one to look at right now. Um, so I am going to go ahead and start with my team, the Chargers, the LA Chargers. Um, and th- this is also all stuff that I think I would do if I would be the general manager or the coach or whatever else, uh, for each of these teams. Um, so for the LA Chargers, I think number one is get some O-line help for Herbert. 
there's a bunch of O-linemen that are getting cut, like, every day, pretty much, that could legitimately be starters for the Chargers. Um, and I think, honestly, you got to pick them up. Uh, th- there's a couple of them. I know, like, jo- Joe Thune, um, he's going to be a bigger contract, and uh, Brandon Scherf, I think. I'm not sure if he's gotten cut yet. I think there's possibilities of him being cut. Um, but I think I think you got to sign someone, even if it's not one of the bigger names and it's just a bunch of the smaller names, do it. Try to get him. Try to get some help for Herbert so that he doesn't have to run every single time that he goes to throw the ball and he doesn't have to get out of the pocket every single time he throws the ball. But I think that would be huge for Herbert. Um my second piece is, or second point is, uh, re-sign Hunter Henry. There's been a lot of rumors of the Chargers being in talks of trading for Zach Ertz, um, which I hate. I, I absolutely despise that. I don't like it. Um, Hunter Henry, at the current moment, is significantly younger. Um, I just say re-sign him, and. Go with that. If you can't re-sign him, don't trade for Zach Ertz. I would just, I, I, I would try to just sign another tight end. I would even say try to go trade for David, uh, David Njoku, from the Browns. I think that would be really smart. Go do that. I think would be a good idea. If you don't get Hunter Henry, I don't think you should trade for Zach Ertz. I don't think he has a whole lot of years left, uh, in him, and I don't, I don't want an aging tight end for a super young quarterback I don't want that I want I want to build the team if I'm the Chargers I'm going to build the team young and make it a a young core to where when they do get older they get more experience and they get better and they become Super Bowl contenders rather than just miss like mix matching with a whole bunch of veterans and young players and just hoping for the best Um, my next point is I think they should trade for Orlando Brown um, I, I like the idea of trading for Brown. I, I understand there are some trades that are like send Mike Williams and maybe a first round pick and like, or like pick swap. So like they would trade 13 for, I believe it's like 26 or 27, something like that. Um, I, I would do that trade in a heartbeat. You trade a very off injured, um, Mike Williams and you still get a first-round pick this year um, in a fairly loaded wide receiver class and solid offensive line class still if if you need even more offensive line help. Um, and you get Orlando Brown, who was a stud left tackle this past year and wants to play left tackle. He doesn't want to play right tackle. He wants to play left tackle. Um, and he wants out from the Ravens, and I think... Uh, if I were the Chargers, 100%, I'd do that. Um, next point is find a solid number three receiver for Herbert. Um, let's say they don't get Orlando Brown, and they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, I understand Jalen Guyton was pretty good, um, and Johnson was pretty good too, but they're not they're not number three receivers. Those are like the uh, those are like the random guys you just gotta play sometimes. Um, Jalen Guyton was pretty solid, but I personally don't think I would want him as the number three option as a wide receiver. I would want him as like the number four. I think that'd be pretty solid. Um, find that number three receiver. If it's in the drafts, 
cool. If it's in free agency, that's fine. Maybe try to get a flyer on like uh, Kendrick Bourne or something like that and, and hope that he hits. Um, I'm not exactly sure who else is just not a number one or number two receiver, but you just got to find someone, I think, for the number three uh, option for Herbert. Um, the next point is keep Derwin James healthy. If you got to play him less snaps, play him less snaps. If you got to, you know, be more careful with him, be more careful. Derwin James is an all pro safety. He can come up and play in the box if he needs to as well as a linebacker. And he's a stud of player in general. Um, you know, I think Brandon Staley has a lot, a lot of things prepared for him. And I think that's super cool. Um, so I think Der- keeping Derwin James healthy is, should be top of the priority list. Um, and then for the last point for the Chargers, um, I have signed either Leonard Floyd, John Johnson, or possibly even Von Miller uh, in free agency. Um, and the reason why I have the first two, Leonard Floyd and John Johnson, is last year they both played with the Rams. Um and they both had career years. Leonard Floyd had a career year. John Johnson had a career year. Um, and they were both integrated a lot in the Brandon Staley defense. And I think that they would both flourish heavily in in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. Um, and the Rams really don't have a whole lot of money to re-sign either one of them. I think they probably will have to let both of them walk and they'll just have to deal with it. Um, But those are my points for the Chargers. And uh, now to um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Just like with the Chargers, I think their number one point should be get Mahomes some offensive line help. The dude was running for his life every single snap in the Super Bowl and even in the AFC Championship. He didn't have as much pressure, but he still had a ton of pressure on him. And I think that that's something that you really need to look at for the Chiefs. Um, And not just look at, but also you need to get him some offensive line help. It's bad. Um, So the second one, I have let Demarcus Robinson walk. Um... I don't think that he's that good of a receiver, and he was being outsnapped by McCall Hardman um, and Byron Pringle a ton, who, in my opinion, are both number three or number four receivers, and Robinson was supposed to be, like, the number two or three guy, and Sammy Watkins wasn't doing much either. Um, I know he was hurt, like, this whole season pretty much on and off, but still, Demarcus Robinson... Don't pay him. Let him walk. Just get rid of him. Just don't don't bring him back. Um, the next point for the Chiefs is get some linebackers. Um, that is the weakest point of the defense for the Chiefs is linebacking core is bad. Outside linebacking or outside linebackers, middle linebackers, um, they're all bad. Tyron Matthew had to play a ton in the box because of how bad the linebackers were and how badly they were being exposed every single week. And I know that's also Tyron Matthews' strength, but it's also being shown a lot more because the the Chiefs needed him to play in the box more. Um, 
So hopefully they address that. Another thing I need, I think they need to address is get another receiver. Um, like I said, Sammy Watkins was hurt almost his whole season. Um, he also wasn't good when he played. Demarcus Robinson, I think they should let him walk, and I think they probably will. Um, and then McCole Hardman, I think, is the number three receiver. I don't think he's the number two. Um, and I understand with that offense, you have Travis Kelsey, who's you know the best tight end in the league. You have Tyreek Hill, who's in top five, top ten wide receiver, um, depending on who you talk to. Um, so, I mean, you really need that second receiver to be the third option in the offense, but still none of the guys that they have at wide out are good number three options for an offense. None of them are. Um, so I think they need to get another receiver. And I also think, um, and I understand he kind of, just like with Sammy Watkins, um, except for it wasn't as bad, Clyde edwards Alaire. I think they need to let him run the ball more next year. I know you have Patrick Mahomes. I know you have Kelsey and Hill. Um, I know your O-line was not very good last year at all. But I think what you do need to do is establish the run game, but then also there are just some times where you don't need Patrick Mahomes to be the savior. There are times where you just need to let him just – relax sometimes you need to run the ball and there are games where they did and guess what they won they destroyed I mean in their first week I think Clyde ran the ball 20 or 25 times and he looked like a beast and then they didn't let him run the ball and then he had a game later on in the season where he had 20 or 25 carries and looked like a beast and then they didn't let him run the ball it just didn't make any sense to me because it was like, guess what? You win the games. And I understand they won almost all their games anyways, but they won their games when they let Clyde run the ball. Le'Veon Bell was not good this year. Uh, I think it was Daryl Williams. Um, I can't exactly remember. I know there's two Williams, one sat out. I think Damian Williams was one that sat out. So Daryl Williams came in and he didn't look bad, but guess what? Clyde is your number one running back. Treat him like your number one running back. Let him run the ball more and just be okay with that. You don't have to let Patrick Mahomes win you every single game. It's okay. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> so anyways, those are my points for the Chiefs. Uh, the next one, I have the Raiders. Uh, my first point for them is draft or sign a number one wide receiver. Um, they missed on Henry Ruggs they shouldn't have drafted Henry Ruggs I I never thought that they should in the first place I thought that they should have drafted CeeDee Lamb they didn't have a number one guy I understand that Tyrell Williams um who I believe they're gonna end up cutting um um I think that they wanted Tyrell Williams to kind of be more of like their possession guy and they wanted a speed guy like Henry Ruggs and I get that but you also had Jerry Judy, who is better than Ruggs, still not fantastic this past year. You had C.D. Lamb, who was way better than Henry Ruggs, and I think he was way better than Jerry Judy when he got the opportunity to do that because they had such a stacked wide receiver core in uh, Dallas. And, I mean, you had Justin Jefferson. Obviously, a lot of people missed on him. 
that's whatever. Um, nobody really knew that he was going to be that good. Um, but I really think that it was those top three guys whenever it came to Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and CeeDee Lamb. And I think that they really should have tried to draft CeeDee Lamb. With the Raiders, I think that their best option, um, I mean, I would love if Allen Robinson went to a team that had a really good quarterback, but I think that this would be a perfect team for Allen Robinson. He'd be the number one guy. Derek Carr somehow would be the best quarterback he's ever played with because he had Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky and a whole bunch of other backups that he played with for his entire career. Derek Carr would be significantly better than any of those guys. Um, I think Allen Robinson would be great. Even Kenny Galladay would be pretty solid. Um, but I think that that should be something for the Raiders is draft or sign number one wide receiver. Um, and then another draft or sign for them is something or someone on defense as an edge or linebacker or safety or corner. So uh, any position pretty much is what they should be trying to get on defense. They had, their, their team is so weird because – there's not one of those positions where they're like terrible but there's all of their defensive positions they're just not good like they're okay and you're like yeah we have definitely we could definitely draft someone or sign someone that's better than what you are but they have like all of those positions are like that I know you haven't really given Jonathan Abram enough time to develop so maybe he's decent, but I don't know. Um, and then Clellan Farrell was a miss. Should not have drafted him as high as they did. Still blows my mind that they did. Every time I see that, that they drafted Clellan Farrell that high, blows my mind. Um, and then my next two kind of fit in together. Um, figure out what you're going to do with Derek Carr. And um, figure out what you're going to do with Marcus Mariota. If you didn't watch the Chargers and Raiders game, um, Derek Carr went out in the first drive. Uh, he, I don't know, pulled his hamstring, something like that, and couldn't finish the game. So the Marcus Mariota came in, and Marcus Mariota looked really good. He looked fun, and this was the first time since I think his rookie year that he actually looked good while playing quarterback, which I love Marcus Mariota. I really hope that he turns into something actually please I have a Titans jersey and everything and he just didn't turn into anything and I was so sad um but there's been a lot of rumors of them trading Marcus Mariota uh especially to the Patriots which I think is interesting I don't think that'd be bad but I don't know if I personally would want Mariota to go there um but then there were also rumors of Raiders trying to offload Derek Carr's contract they paid him a ton of money way too much money in my opinion and just expected him to still be good, which I don't think he's that good. Um, so I would just say with the Raiders, figure out what you're going to do with the quarterback position. Are you going to just stick with Derek Carr and hopefully he turns back into something? Or do you want to try to roll with Marcus Mariota and see what happens? Um, personally, I think I would probably rock with Mariota and just see what happens. If anything, you're just as bad as you normally are. It's whatever can't really do a whole lot worse um so that's the Raiders the last team in the AFC West I have the Denver Broncos um I think number one 
is uh, trade for Deshaun Watson no matter what the cost is. If it's four first-round picks and two players on your defense, do it. Don't care, do it. Like, it doesn't matter. I would even say if you have to, don't decline Von Miller's team option and send him in that trade because guess what? You don't have to deal with Von Miller anymore. It's a one-year rental with the Broncos or with the, the Texans, and if the Texans and Von Miller get along, which I doubt it, that's a possibility, um, then guess what? You With the Texans, you get four first-round picks or three first-round picks, Von Miller and probably another defensive player. Um, I, I, I like that idea for the Texans, and I also like that idea for the Broncos. You get Deshaun Watson, and his receiving core is Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, and then you get, um, what's his name, uh, Albert Okwebenam, who is your number two tight end, uh, and then you get Noah Fant. Garrett Bowles has turned into a pretty, sol- pretty solid offensive tackle, even though he seemed like a bust at first. Um, they're getting better, and they have Philip Lindsay, they have Melvin Gordon. I, th- I think it would be a good team um, for Deshaun Watson to go to. The defense is kind of suspect. But you get Bradley Chubb back there. Um, I, I I think that the Broncos would definitely compete for making like a wild card spot if they got Deshaun Watson. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, and then the last thing for the Broncos is draft some corner help because now you let go of um, AJ Boye or Boye, however you say his name, Boye or Boye, something, something like that. Um, you let him go, so obviously you want to draft a corner, but let's say you do end up trading for Deshaun Watson before the draft. That means you got to use your second round and third round picks and you got to hit on these corners or you got to or you got to sign someone. Uh, and there's not a whole lot of corner help. Maybe you can get Richard Sherman. It would be like a one-year rental, maybe, two years at most. Um, but I I think I think the Broncos definitely should trade for Deshaun Watson, but if they do, it makes it a little bit tricky for the draft and what they should do. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that is it for me, uh, and that is the new segment with What Would You Do? Um, there's a lot of a lot of news that went on um, this past week, and, and I'm really hoping we get some more news. Hopefully we get something with Deshaun Watson, um, and hopefully he gets traded soon. But... Yeah, on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, peace out.